Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Psalms 63 and 64, beginning on page 414. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh also longeth after thee, in a barren and dry land where no water is. Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, that I might behold thy power and glory. For thy loving kindness is better than life itself, my lips shall praise thee. As long as I live will I magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praiseth thee with joyful lips. Have I not remembered thee in my bed, and thought upon thee when I was waking? Because thou hast been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand hath upholden me. These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth. Let them fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. All they also that swear by him shall be commended, for the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the gathering together of the froward, and from the insurrection of wicked doers who have wet their tongue like a sword, and shoot out their arrows even bitter words. That they may privily shoot at him that is perfect. Suddenly do they hit him, and fear not. They encourage themselves in mischief, and commune among themselves how they may lay snares, and say that no man shall see them. They imagine wickedness, and practice it, that they keep secret among themselves, every man in the deep of his heart. 
But God shall suddenly shoot out at them with a swift arrow, that they shall be wounded. Yea, their own tongues shall make them fall, insomuch that whoso seeth them shall laugh them to scorn. And all men that see it shall say, This hath God done, for they shall perceive that it is his work. The righteous shall rejoice in the Lord, and put his trust in him, and all they that are true of heart shall be glad. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here begins the 22nd chapter of the book of Proverbs. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is, their, is the maker of them all. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you? Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth verse of the second chapter of of Colossians. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. 
In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Therefore let no one judge you in food or in drink, or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Let no one defraud you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into the, those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase which is from God. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for their mission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knows us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. You know, to paraphrase uh, C.S. Lewis, the, the history of mankind is uh, a quest to find happiness outside of God. And we see that throughout the Old Testament, throughout the scriptures, through the lens of God's chosen people, man's attempt to find happiness and affirmation outside of God and his utter failure. And we have the benefit of Jesus Christ being baptized into his life and death, where the Things of this world no longer have dominion over us. We are no longer enslaved to these things. But what we don't get a lot in Scripture is what happens after one becomes a Christian. And this is something that Paul is getting at, that baptism itself does not end the struggle with sin. It does not end the struggle with the world. We will be each of us as Christians will always be tempted away from God by something. And Paul's admonition is to remain steadfast in the faith. And how through Christ we have these things can, the shackles have been broken. We don't have to be controlled by the things of this world. Instead, our task, our ongoing journey is to learn the skills that keep us from trying to go back into bondage to the things of this world. And this world will always be tempting us away from God. And this is what he's talking about here in this, this, this section. You know, these vain philosophies, these, the, the, the tendency of the world to criticize what we do and to find to poke holes in, in our beliefs or to judge us by external things, all in an effort to pull us away from God and to, to reorient us to the things of this world. 
it's a constant struggle because we are bombarded all the time by the world's ideas and categories and always judges us according to that. We will always struggle because it always the world always offers an immediate answer to our disordered desires. We want to be good. We want to do the right things. But we want to do it in the easiest way possible, the one with the least hassle. And that's just simply not how not just life in Christ works, but life outside of Christ. Everything requires struggle. Everything requires perseverance. And most especially in our life in Christ. You know, we will be Christians, too many Christians and too many uh, uh, churches have capitulated to the ideas of the world because it's the easy thing to do. It gets immediately immediate results. You immediately get those, you know, little pats on the back and attaboys. But we we see it played out again and again. It's never enough. And as just as in our own spiritual lives, that little capitulation might temporarily seem like it was the easy way, but it's never enough. There's never enough giving in to this world that'll satisfy this world. Contrast that with our life in Christ. Our life in Christ is not one about the pursuit of happiness. It's about experiencing and living out joy itself. That deep satisfaction instead of those uh, immediate immediate, um, affirmations. It's about being content rather than being, you know, having fame or fortune or all these things that ultimately don't matter as, as our little passage from Proverbs talks about the, the rich and poor all wind up in the same place. And so it's a constant struggle for us. This is, this is our task. This is our life now is to shed ourselves of the desires for things of this world and focus solely on God. And so it's an important thing to think about, especially now as we're beginning to enter the pre-Lenten season and very soon Lent itself, that we use these times in the church calendar to train ourselves, to work on the task of giving ourselves wholly over to God by engaging in disciplines that give us the ability to not only shed ourselves of the, the, the control that the things of this world have, but also to teach us just how much control the world has over our, our lives. Our task is not to fit God into our lives, but to fit our lives into God. And anything that does not conform to God's will, we have to learn to shed away. We have to learn to give them up. We have to learn to to break ourselves of the control that they have on us. Finally, this, this passage talks about, it ends talking about how we are all part of the body of Christ. And so it's always important to remember that 
this task that we're doing, the this journey that we're on is not an individual task. It's not just about me. It's just not about you. It's about all of us together in the body of Christ, in the church. The Christian life is one lived in community with one another. And we do this thing together. We take this journey together and we all walk together so that when one of us is weak and stumbling, we are held up by the, 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 those of us who are strong. When I am faltering, someone else lifts me up and pulls me along. And when someone else is falling and I happen to be strong in that moment, I can lift them up. And we all do this thing together. We are all in this life in Christ together as the body of Christ. There's just some thoughts about today's lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may be pleased thee to comfort and redeem them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, Father John, for a great meditation.